0: Episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News content and break it down so you don't have to. This project is made possible due to the town Knight Center for News Integrity Initiative at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a recent graduate of that program, and for people who don't live in New York State, I always say this because. My friends outside of New York State have no idea what CUNY means. It's City University of New York. And I just want to give a shout out uh, this week to one of the mascots of the show. I've mentioned them before. I have two uh, kittens. They are related to each other but not littermates. And the older one, Odin, who's eight months old, is currently on my desk chewing everything within reason. Hey, Odin, what's up? He's a very funny little black cat and uh, very mysterious. Feels like velvet And I named him after Norse God. Okay, so this week, I'm just going to read the headline. Here we go, because it was a weird week. Fox News blames Biden for everything, milks the Oscar slap for all it's worth, and Tucker continues to promote Russian craziness. So if you were a viewer of Fox News this past week, you would have had no idea that unemployment is the lowest it's been since the pandemic started. You might also think that the U.S. is funding secret bioweapons labs in Ukraine and that Will Smith's slap at the Oscars had somehow altered the course of human history. I'm not even really being sarcastic with that last line. Because, I mean, the amount of coverage that Fox dedicated to that slap was absolutely absurd. I was on Twitter Sunday night. I wasn't watching the awards. I was working on this project because I pretty much work on this project Uh, whenever I'm awake (laughs) so I was trying to post a clip or, or something and I saw this buzz on Twitter and I went what is going on with the Oscars and then I saw the slap and just went oh this is not good this is this is not good this is not good and I had made a joke and I included this in the newsletter I had tweeted I'll just read my tweet if you don't want to look at the newsletter it says I wrote this, What's the over-under that the Will Smith slap will be the second lead story on Fox & Friends? They will lead with the war, of course. They aren't that crazy. If they can figure out how to work in gas prices or AOC into the Will Smith story, they will find a way. Okay, the last sentence they didn't do, but I was a little shocked. I was floored by this, actually. That the lead story for Monday was in fact the will smith slap on the oscars and this is especially awkward because the bumper which is like a little commercial that they show before the news program starts for fox and friends was all 100 ukraine war so i'm just gonna play that clip for you and you'll see how incredibly awkward that intro was And as the war in Ukraine rages on, another round of peace talks are set to begin.
1: There is a feeling here that the Russian forces have absolutely been stalled.
2: We will stand our ground and we will defend every inch of our territory.
1: We're fighting for our freedom and our existence. What
2: Russian army is doing is
0: a genocide. Mr. President, were you calling for regime change? No.
1: I'm not sure I would have walked it back. He's a war criminal. He's slaughtering innocent men, women, and children. Such a person should not remain in power.
2: Good morning, everybody. It's 6 o'clock here in New York City. It's 3 a.m. in the morning in Los Angeles, where just about 15 minutes ago, they wrapped up the Oscars. And if you did not see it, something happened late in the show. That was Will Smith, who just slapped or punched Chris Rock after Chris Rock made a joke about uh, Will Smith's wife.
0: How insane was that? I mean, honestly, how insane was that? The visual is even crazier because they show all these war images and then they cut to an empty studio and they just show Fox and Friends and they start playing that upbeat music. And then you hear the voice of Ducey from nowhere, disembodied, say that it's 3 a.m. in Los Angeles. And... (laughs) When the camera cut to them at the sofa, you could see the look of dread on Ducey's face. Of just, are you serious? This is what I have to start with. It was awful. <laughs> so they talked about it for a minute and a half. And I thought, okay, we've we've, we've talked about it. And they said, well, we'll talk about it again later. I had no idea what I was in for because they, they did, they talked about it for a minute and a half. And then later in the episode, they talked about it for like eight minutes, which is a long segment for a news program. And like, what did they know at, at Monday morning, just a few hours from that? They didn't know much. So they just repeated the same nonsense. And then of course, the five also opened with the same story and they really They really went to town. It was 11 and a half minutes of nonstop discussion about this three-second incident. And I will play the clip of that. And boy, it's got some some gems in that one. First
2: time I've ever seen the media cover black-on-black crime, so I'm actually (laughs) quite surprised by this. If Mel Gibson had done this... Can you believe Nancy Pelosi would be kneeling in the Capitol right now? He would have been the only guy <laughs> not being allowed out on bail in LA County. <laughs> Come on, there, he would have been allowed to go up on stage later and accept an award. Are you crazy? The fact that the LA sheriff didn't haul this guy out of there at the next commercial break explains why there's such a huge crime problem in this country. Because you can just go up as an audience member and just Colcock. A comedian on live television well, AND get it. away with it. Also, it's interesting that in Hollywood, Chivalry is not dead because apparently Hollywood loves it. Right? They were, they immediately supported him over Chris Rock. And this is an industry that has been anti-masculine values for decades. And now suddenly they're like rah rah rah. To your point about the movie, about westerns, there's an interesting contrast between Hollywood's real life and Hollywood's entertainment fantasy world. And the fantasy world, that works, right? You can shoot guns, yeah. too, in the Hollywood movie. You shoot guns, but you better not have a gun in real life. And you see what happens with Alec Baldwin when he gets one. So he, in this case... I think that the Oscars are not the hood. I think it's not a bar.
0: So the first voice that you heard, there was Jesse Waters making the black-on-black crime comment, and which is just awful. And then he implies that... Um, He would have been arrested had he been white, which doesn't really make a ton of sense, uh, because there have been other incidents that are pretty weird at the Oscars before. And I think the fact that uh, he wasn't arrested had far more to do with the fact that Will Smith is an A-lister. I don't think it had anything to do with his race. Um, But I'm going to point out something. I knew they were going to be bad, and I knew Fox was going to run with this. I just had no idea that they would dedicate—they dedicated as much time to the Will Smith story as they did Ukraine which is insane, absolutely insane, and I just wanted to point out that there's already a established pattern. I've been following Fox this um, psychotically closely since mid-February, and I noticed immediately, like the first broadcast, I, I noticed immediately that they just sort of ignore certain stories if Black people are involved, and... Um, there's, there's, I'm going to go through four that I know for a fact that they just did not cover. There was the federal hate crime trial for the men convicted for the murder of Ahmed Aubrey. There was the conviction of the three former police officers who were present during the murder of George Floyd. There was a trial for a former officer charged in the raid that resulted in the death of Breonna Taylor. And then there is the Brittany Griner, who is the WNBA player who's imprisoned in Russia on drug charges. All four of those cases in, or those stories involve black people who are somehow victimized or harmed um, either by law enforcement or just in general. And Fox did not cover them at all. And the George Floyd case with the three uh, former police officers, that got a lot of coverage, tremendous amounts of coverage that week. And the Ahmaud Aubrey case as well. The Brittany Gr- Griner case, not as much, but it still like Fox never even mentioned it. And, um, PBS did a full segment on it. And I mean, it was just appalling. And then Fox also spent an inordinate amount of time on the Jesse Smollett trial, which I don't think anyone else in the media was paying attention to, because at this point it's like incredibly old news. And I just don't think he has a lot of supporters. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure where the interest was on that story other than just a man who ruined his career. So that was bizarre. And I, and I moved up the charts that I do every week in the newsletter because this, there was just such a stark difference. I always compare, if you're a new listener, uh, to this show, I always compare 15 hours of Fox News to five hours of PBS NewsHour because PBS NewsHour is incredibly nonpartisan, straight down the middle, very calming, and I really do need that after watching Fox so much. Um, it's very calming. There's so much screaming on Fox, and PBS is just super chill. And if you look at the newsletter, um, it's hard to read numbers in audio. It's, you're not really going to get the same effect uh this was the first time since the war in ukraine started that the two networks were wildly different in what they covered and basically without going through the numbers pbs spent a lot more time on ukraine and um 19 their usual artist profiles january 6th and they talked about the Ginny thomas uh issue uh, at length which is Jenny Thomas is the wife of Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice. And she sent a lot of alarming text messages full of conspiracy theories, basically begging Mark Meadows, the uh, chief of staff at the time of the white house to basically overthrow the election. It was completely nutty. And Clarence Thomas has not recused himself from any uh, trials involving the January 6th um, issue. And so that's a huge scandal. Whereas Fox last week spent a lot of time just bashing Biden, the most I've ever seen them spend, Uh, a tremendous amount of time on Will Smith's slap and Ukraine that were equal, which is also crazy, the don't say gay bill, and they talked about Disney quite a bit, and then they just had their usual, like, comedy segments, which is just the cast of the five talking about themselves. Um, In contrast, PBS handled it very differently. Uh, They spent much less time on it. And on Monday, they basically had a media critic come on who was from NPR and he was a black man, Eric Deegans, and he talked about it at length and he basically, they, they, they made sure, they bent over backwards to include the other winners and that all these other people had been kind of slighted because everything had been um, overshadowed by the slap, including other people of color and um including the deaf actors so it was in a woman director it was just a disaster and so many levels on thursday pbs had two uh, academics black academics come on and discuss the public's reaction to it and it was very interesting because they didn't agree with each other so that was um great to watch and it just a huge contrast to how fox handled it tucker strangely did not really focus on it much which i was shocked by but he had bigger fish to fry last week and that he really wanted to really promote this crazy Ukrainian biolabs funded by Hunter uh Biden and George Soros conspiracy theory. I did a segment on it where I cut it way, way down and sort of debunked it and I'll discuss it after I play the clip, but the voice you hear interspliced with Tucker is my voice. And I did cut the heck out of this clip. It was much, much longer.
2: So, for months now, we've been reading mentions on the internet of U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine, and we have not taken the bait. We did not do a single segment
0: on this. You talked about it last week.
2: We didn't even really follow up on the story. It seemed way too unlikely. The last thing we want to do is repeat information that's incorrect or traffic in legitimate conspiracy theories. So, that got us asking in public, what? Why is the U.S. government fund funding some kind of biological research in Ukraine? What is it for?
0: TO STUDY DISEASES, THE LABS AREN'T SECRET.
2: WE WERE IMMEDIATELY SHOUTED down. YOU CAN not ASK THAT QUESTION, BUT WE CAN BECAUSE WE'RE AMERICAN CITIZENS, IT'S OUR MONEY, IT'S BEING DONE IN OUR NAME, AND SO WE WOULD LIKE TO KNOW. THE BIDEN ADMINISTRATION, OF COURSE, DIDN'T ANSWER. WE FOUND OUT FROM A SEPARATE SOURCE, THE OBVIOUS, WHICH IS SOME OF THESE ARE BIOWEAPONS, OF COURSE.
0: NO, THEY AREN'T. Your guest also disagrees with you.
2: Well, first off, I want to make clear that um, the Russian government is clearly pushing a a propaganda line to try and justify their war in Ukraine, right? They're saying that the American government was working on uh, bioweapons in Ukraine. I do not have evidence of that specifically, but I do- Over this weekend, this show obtained a number of documents from a former high-ranking U.S. official that show the U.S. government through the Pentagon did, in fact, fund- research into deadly pathogens in Ukraine.
0: The labs aren't secret. We fund them in several countries.
2: So we learned, thanks to reporting from the National Pulse several days ago.
0: A far-right source known for peddling conspiracy theories, according to MediaBiasFactJack.com.
2: We know that Hunter Biden was uh, helping raise money for funding one of the companies involved in that called MetaBiota.
0: Metabioba is a staffing agency that provides personnel for the labs. Most of the company's work is in Africa, not Ukraine. Metabioba was trying to sell an insurance product. Hunter Biden was kicked out of the investment group due to his cocaine use. Please see the following for more information. That is on the Washington Post, the truth about Hunter Biden and the Ukrainian bio labs. So I included the link in the newsletter for the truth about Hunter Biden and the Ukrainian bio labs. And the joke about that is I figured out where to find That great article and there's another one where they break down how they cracked open uh, the information that they could get from the laptop and from the hard drives and how they figured out what was authentic and what wasn't and most of it was just junk Um, and they did a really good job explaining that which is very technical so I highly recommend just looking those up there are links on the newsletter Just Google Washington Post Hunter Biden and you'll find them. They're from last week. They're great. Oh, here's how the Post analyzed Hunter Biden's laptop. Excellent article. Highly recommend. So I found out about those articles because Miranda Devine, who's a reporter at the New York Post, who wrote a very popular book called The Laptop from Hell. She is Australian and has a very, very thick accent, so I kind of can't help... But kind of go into her because I I get I kind of crack up at her accent and I have a very very thick accent myself. I sound like an American from the Midwest, <laughs> even though I've lived in New York for 21 years. I still sound like I just moved here from Missouri. So, um, but Miranda Devine would she she got very very angry and she's like, "Oh, the Washington Post with a seven thousand word articles." J. Biden, she's a very strange accent. I know a lot of people from Australia. I don't know anyone who sounds like her. But anyway, so she was very, very angry. So I thought, okay, fair, fair. I'm going to watch. I'm not going to buy your book, but I'm going to watch the uh, movie version on Fox Nation. of, uh, And it's called Who is Hunter Biden? And it is terrible. I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch it. So, uh, because it's really bad. So I watched it again, and it's basically, they take clips from Hunter's audio book memoir, the audio version of his memoir. They take clips from Miranda Devine's book, and they use a voice actor in some sections. And it's all narrated by Judge Pirro, so you can just imagine how hilarious this is. Because she's standing in a studio saying, what? is up with the laptop and hunter biden like just hilarious i just get a kick out of judge janine because she's such she's such a character anyway so it's funny in some ways when it's not supposed to be funny but the joke is i watched the whole one hour and 20 minute documentary putting that in quotes and i i don't really think there's anything in it that really implicates Uh, President Joe Biden, the most they have are like one side of a conversation where Hunter Biden makes all these accusations about money. But Hunter Biden's an addict and he's talking about money. So there's also sections where his his ex-wife is complaining that he's lying about the money. And The Washington Post pointed that out as well, and that they said that um, there's clip after clip in the of either text messages or emails where he's complaining that he doesn't have any money because of his ex-wife and then his ex-wife's like yeah he doesn't give me anything so you know if you've had an addict in your family uh you can understand that they're not the most reliable people when it comes to discussing money especially um, let me preface that if the addict is actively using the addict is in recovery it's very very different and if anything this movie just made me feel sorry for joe biden because having an addict as a close relative is an incredibly difficult thing to deal with. Um, it's just so impossible and painful. And so, and, and the other thing that they included, of course, in the stupid Fox station movie is a lot of stills from his homemade porn and drug use, which was just awful. And I really didn't need to see that. No one really needs to see that. So I found myself just kind of listening to the documentary more than watching it. Cause I was just like, this is just sad. I don't really want to see this. And, i'm not defending anything hunter biden did he's an absolute train wreck but he's he's a drug addict he needs to be in rehab he needs help so um anyway so we're going to move on to the next clip which is about a common theme so i, I just want to say though very quick so i gave miranda divine her time i watched her movie was not impressed sorry you didn't sway me anyway so the next clip is about a common trope that's used in propaganda which is repetition. And I don't really need to explain this that much. It's just that this was a clip that was, they really, really went hard on Biden last week and that they just blamed him for literally like the sun coming up in the morning. So I'm just gonna play this clip and you'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. We're walking that back. walking back the walkbacks. Lucy said, I'm not walking back anything. Decision
2: to walk these things back. The walkback happens salted about the walkback. They walk it back. I'm not walking anything back. Walked everything back, yes, doing back, right? that's right. And they walk stuff back immediately. Walk back the walking back. Would you walk back, he's so like, I'm wo-. not. They, he doesn't even know what he's walking back. They walked back his comments there. He said, I'm not walking back anything. This uh, walk back, walking back anything. Ever seen a walk back? Life? Know that he's walking it back. Dead then walking it
0: back for him to walk it back. I'm
2: not walking anything back.
0: So, when language like that is that specific <laughs> and it's repeated that often across multiple programs it is hard to not think that that is coordinated and i personally think that it is coordinated i don't have proof of this i don't have a memo that rupert murdoch sends out to his crew every day like say walk back when referring to president joe biden but uh, i think it's fairly obvious that something like that is going on and what they were talking about is when uh, president biden has made a couple um statements and then kind of regretted them because he was like of speaking off the cuff and then the white house was like no 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 no! you don't mean that and i think every president does that so i wasn't that alarmed by it and then i'm gonna play the next one which leads me right into the next one which is a new segment that i like to call clutch your pearls which is you know like fox people getting super offended by something biden did that they didn't seem to mind when trump did it and i put this clip together Uh, These clips always take a lot longer to put together, but they crack me up, so that's why I do it. I I make some clips just for myself. That's terrible to admit, but it's true.
2: Biden is clearly unable to speak with precision. And when you're president of the United States and the world hangs on your every word, when your words constitute American policy, when you can change American policy, particularly America's foreign policy, simply by saying so, it is essential that you speak the words you intend to speak, that you not get carried away because you're mad and say something you don't mean that might threaten the long term interests of this country. You are attacking no, our news organization, you, you. can you give us a chance. Your organization, You are attacking terrible. our news organization. Your organization, can you give us terrible. a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir. Go ahead. Sir,
1: can quiet. you stay can, quiet. quiet, Mr. President? You're right now, so, you're so, you're so are disgraceful. It's, it's so disgraceful the way you say that. Let me just listen. I just went so over it. To make people I positive. just went over. Look at what happened in the 1990s. Our embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. We've gained in the Senate. Excuse around. me. Did we win the Senate? We won the Senate. When the president brags that he won North Dakota and Indiana, he's in real trouble. When I heard, I did. Let me say this. We did win North Dakota. No collusion, no obstruction. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, the oranges of the uh, uh, investigation. The and to vote for money for the wall, the barrier. Whatever you want to call, it, it's okay with me. They can name it whatever they can. Name it peaches. I don't care. And it's very close to my heart, because I was down there, and I watched our police and our firemen down on 7-Eleven, down at the World Trade Center, right after it came down. And I saw the greatest people I've ever seen in action. And to avoid liability. Shifting production to Thailand. CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN.
0: See, it's probably not the best idea to criticize a president for making vocal gaffes if you're going to promote somebody like Donald J. Trump. I'm just saying, you know, Um, Tanzania and Thailand. uh, Pretty funny. Okay, so the next one is the stories that were not covered on Fox News. I'm gonna go over these quickly since I'm kind of running out of time and I like to keep this thing short. Is they I've said this before, they ignore ignored the excellent jobs report. Um they ignored the Amazon workers forming a union. I I don't think it was mentioned once. If it was, it was very minor. Um and then they this one was huge, the Emmett Till anti lynching bill. It took over uh a hundred it was first somebody first tried to pass an anti-lynching law over 100 years ago it took 200 attempts to pass it and it was finally passed and of course tucker he can't can't stand it so he had an absolutely horrible response to that and i'm going to play it now
2: so to that end the biden administration has just signed a new anti-lynching law anti-lynching what century is this will it help the people of baltimore probably not that's not the point HERE'S THE POINT, JOE BIDEN AND KAMALA HARRIS EXPLAIN. RACIAL HATE
1: ISN'T AN OLD PROBLEM. IT'S A PERSISTENT PROBLEM, A PERSISTENT PROBLEM. AND I KNOW MANY OF THE CIVIL RIGHTS LEADERS HERE KNOW, YOU'VE HEARD ME SAY IT A HUNDRED TIMES, HATE NEVER GOES AWAY.
0: SO TODAY WE ARE GATHERED TO DO UNFINISHED BUSINESS, TO ACKNOWLEDGE THE HORROR IN THIS PART OF OUR HISTORY. To state unequivocally that lynching is and has always been a hate crime, and to make clear that the federal government may now prosecute these crimes as such. Lynching Dude. is not a relic of the past.
2: <laughs> lynching is wrong! Really? Had no idea. There are a lot of lynchings going on in the United States?
0: You know, most human beings wouldn't come up with like smug sarcasm for dealing with lynching. I wouldn't, most, most people wouldn't go there, but Tucker Carlson is special. He's got that special, uh, complete disregard for human life, often. Anyway, okay, I just, he's so, he's such a disgusting human being. I will say that, I don't care. Okay, so uh, next up, very quickly before we run out of time, the dubious experts of the week, There were two. They were both featured on Tucker Carlson tonight. So the first topic was the NFL trying to uh, bring more diversity in their coaching. And uh, Tucker Carlson thought Adam Carolla, a white comedian, would be the perfect person to talk about that topic. All right, then. And then the second one was Tucker tried to uh, weave this crazy conspiracy theory claiming that Democrats were only for climate change and green energy bills because uh, they had stock in green energy companies, which didn't make a ton of sense because, I mean, you could just point to all the senators and representatives who either get money from the oil and lobby or have invested heavily in big oil who, you know, vote against these measures and that anybody can invest in whatever they want. It's not like there's a lock that only Democrats can vote. On, uh, you know, only Democrats can invest in green energy. So it didn't make a ton of sense. And he used like, really vague clips to kind of make these leaps. Like, you know, it was it just was the, one of the dumbest segments, which is why I didn't clip it, because I'm like, I don't need to amplify this. But he did have Mark Morano on from uh, who's a basically a former Republican operative who now claims to be a climate uh, science expert, even though he has no training in science or climate science or anything. He just writes book full of. He so very quickly by the numbers, which this always cracks me up because I'm a super nerd, but uh, they mentioned Will Smith 90 times, Chris Rock 81 times, and President Vladimir Zelensky three times. The job report got one mention, Hillary eight for, I have no idea why, Green New Deal, which does not exist, is not law or policy, eight times. AOC 16 times, because why not? Always bring up AOC. And it was just a wacky week as usual. Next week, I'm going to be serving. We're going to switch to the Ingram Angle and the usual Fox and Friends in the Five. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it tremendously. Odin is now sleeping behind me. Thor is running around my apartment. And um, please check me out on TikTok. Same name, Decoding Fox News. Twitter, of course. We have 300 new followers this week. You have no idea what that means to me. It's incredible. Thank you so much. And I'm on YouTube under my own name, Juliet Chesky, and Facebook. My fan page is also Juliet Chesky. Thank you so much for listening. Same time next week. I have plenty of clips coming for you. And I watch Fox so you don't have to.